Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, August the 17th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Chet, He, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel. The declaration today reads this, Chaye Olam, Olam, not just a time concept, but also a space concept. In other words, neither end nor beginning. First, see by using ayin to understand and obey. Then speak using the pay to release a spiritual energy into the universe. In speaking, we release a frequency that affects both the seen and the unseen. We're dancing through limitless possibilities and creating with desire. Now, the declaration today starts off with a concept that we really all know about, and that is Chaye Olam. You see, Chaye Olam speaks of something that Yeshua had promised us from you know, scriptures over and over and over again about eternal life. This is the Hebrew concept of Chaye Olam. And you see, there's, there's, but there's more to it than just eternal life, than not ever, ever having to worry about dying. The truth is, is that as sons, as we gave our hearts to Yeshua, we were crucified together with Christ and we have already died. So we've already begun the process of living forever, even now. But Chaye Elam goes beyond just that because when you begin to break it down by the Hebrew uh, letters themselves and the words themselves, you begin to see a deeper perspective. Chai is the Hebrew word for life. And Chaye takes that and extends that out greatly. Olam now is, is actually translated a couple of different ways. One of the ways that it's translated is worlds. And so many times, and if you see the, 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 the statement, world without end or worlds without end, that sort of thing, if you go back into the original Hebrew, you'll discover that it's the Hebrew word olam there that it's talking about and the, the reason it was translated into these different things. So it can mean both worlds and as well as time at the same time. So there's a connection between the two, hence the reason why Michelle starts talking about the place where that it's, need, it's not just a time concept, but it's also a space concept. Now, I know this is getting a little sciencey and a little bit geeky, but that's okay, because I believe that Einstein's theory of relativity, to me, I was saved all over again just being able to understand little bits and pieces of the understanding of, of what Einstein had gone through because I began to see some connections into scripture that I really believe that Einstein himself used in order to understand the fullness. One of those things has to do with Genesis 1. When you go back to Genesis 1 and look at it from the Hebrew, the first part of, of Genesis 1-1 there is Barashit bara Elohim. Hashemayim et Eretz. And so the first part of that, Barashit Bara Elohim, talks about the place of in beginning Elohim created. All right. Now, there's one concept that I want to make sure that you understand. There is no the in Hebrew at all. It is always in beginning, not in the beginning. Believe it or not, that makes a huge difference because when you say in the beginning, you give it a very, very, very specific time frame. 
you're you're saying that it has to begin here in the beginning as if there was a beginning to the to the fullness of this when the truth is is that is not the case it is in beginning of this part of the process hence the reason why michelle goes on to say that there is neither end nor beginning that this has always been you see the truth is is there's no such thing as really an ending anyway it's always a finishing so try to remove that concept of the end from 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 out of your your thinking because the truth is is there's never an ending Apostle Aaron Smith talked about this for has been talking about this for quite some time now and has I, I, has corrected me on a time or two with regards to learning how to 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 change my my uh, my terminology to come out of this place of using the word ending and instead using the word finishing or completion. So in this place, there is a finishing to what a new beginning. At the, at the completion of everything, there is always a new beginning into something more. And part of that has to do with the fact that we have to be able to see beyond, to be able to first see, to understand, to be able to, to understand what is the intent of my heart by what I see. You see, you know, I know that you guys have heard me say these questions over and over and over again, but there are two things that Yahweh spoke to me a long time ago that has affected me greatly. And those two questions have been, what do you see and how do you see it? You see, in by first asking that question, what do I see? It helps me to understand and then to be able to know what is the intent of my heart in the fullness of this and what Yahweh is showing me. Is the intent of my heart to be against or to be for? Does it always have to be a place of being against or can it be about before? In other words, can I look at a rough situation or what I would normally say is a rough situation and say, you know what, I choose to look beyond this and I choose to find the treasure hidden deep inside of what it is that I'm, I'm seeing. And this helps to give me the op opportunity to be able to say, okay, there is something beyond here. I want to find the treasure that's hidden deep below the understanding of all of this because it's in that place of the frequency that, that affects both the seen and the unseen that we're able to understand a lot more. It is then our frequency that affects both the seen and the unseen and dances through the limitless possibility and creates with desire. You see, the whole place of this is Yahweh saying, what is your desire? Who is your desire? Where is it that you're looking at? Where are you looking towards? I want you to look to me, the author, the finisher of your faith. I want you to look to me, the lover of your soul, the one who created you out of the intent of his heart, who, who looked at you and said, this is my beloved. This is whom I am well pleased. I have formed you. I've created you. I've brought you into this place and I've set you in a place where you have the choice to then choose to go towards your own path or to love me. And I want you so much to love me, but I must give you the choice because you cannot be just something that I've created or you will always be ruled and reigned by me. I want you to be able to choose to love me because you love me, not because I have told you you have to, but because you do.
And that's the difference. In other words, I make the choice to hear. I make the choice to obey. I make the choice to set myself upon the rampart, to look to see what he will say and how I will respond to him when his heart cries out in the love that he has for each and every one of us. How is my heart going to respond? Is it going to take the the very things that he's given me to be able to, to, to create and to form and to be and use them for my own desires and use them for my own things or to return them back to him full, complete, and lacking nothing? You see, my desire is the fullness of him. And I know this may have seemed a little bit, a little bit odd, but think about it. Because Yahweh has given us the place for us to make the choice. You know, I, I've been hearing this statement a lot lately and didn't plan on talking about this today. But I feel like I need to because I've been hearing this, this statement a lot lately. Yahweh has everything in his hands and in, his, in control. And I believe that he does. But I want to challenge us. What if he has taken though that control and give it, given it to us? In other words, we have the control in our hands because he gave us the right and the ability to do so. Then it's our choice to begin to make things correct. How do we do that? How do we look beyond? Well, we look into his face. We look to see what he will say. We set ourselves upon the rampart and we look to him and say, you are the author and finisher of our faith. You are the one that is the object of our love that we cry out for and we want to bring this place of our connection into the earth and form this here on the earth regardless of what's going on what else is going on in the on the world we love you Yahweh and we want to have our heart wrapped up inside of you Yahweh if you have given us control teach us how to use the fullness of what you have given us so that we may be as you have meant for us to be